What's up, everybody? This is Nick Bacone from the Straight Shooters Podcast. What we were originally going to do last week was live commentate Canadian Stampede in your house from July 1997 and put it on Patreon as a Patreon exclusive. But during the night when we were going to do it, uh, we got hit with a big storm in Philly, severe storm. And, uh, you know, we lost power, had some technical difficulties, so we couldn't make that happen. So what we're doing is going to upload this bonus episode of Vaughn Johnson getting his Super Bowl ring at the ECW Arena. We recorded this in January 2019, and it was really awesome as both Eagles fans and wrestling fans uh, to hear you know Vaughn's story. And we also were joined by ECW legend, the Blue Meanie, Brian Heffron, who uh, is a friend of the show. He's been on a few of our shows, and uh, we this was no different than... Any other time, we had a bunch of fun talking about Vaughn uh, getting his Eagles Super Bowl ring. I, we're all Eagles fans, so we were hyped about that. And then the fact that it happened at the ECW Arena for the ring ceremony it was just awesome. So we are uploading that episode right now. And later this week, we are actually going to live commentate NXT, Great American Bash. And then we're going to live commentate AEW Road Rager. So those are going to be our episodes coming to you this week. So subscribe to The Straight Shooters on wherever you listen to your podcast, if you haven't already. And you can also subscribe to exclusive content at Patreon at patreon.com slash shootersradio. Enjoy the show. What is up, ladies and gentlemen out there in Patreon land, as this is our latest Patreon exclusive episode of The Straight Shooters. It's a very, very, very special episode as we are joined by our very, very special guest, Blue Meanie. What's going on, baby? I'm feeling feeling very, very special with that intro there, man. (laughs) Vaughn's got a knack about him. He he makes a lot of people feel special. Me included. He's good people all around here, so I'm, I'm happy. Great. And of course, I'm joined by my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick Pacone, the Philly voice and Philly influencer. Nick, how are you doing tonight on this cold-ass night? Another cold-ass night in Philadelphia. It's funny, you know, we had our weekly episode last night, and it it was a little bit warmer than it was today, and we were saying the same thing. So my doors, uh, yeah, they were froze shut this morning, and uh, I'm, you know, next week. It's gonna be in the sixties. So so strange. What, what the what the hell? So strange. I was a little, I was a little excited because I looked at next week and it might get up into the fifties, guys. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I might bust out my shorts, my Daisy Dukes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and and the cut off shirt. <laughs> yeah, why not, man? Go full <laughs> tilt. So, like I said uh, just a moment ago, this is a very special episode of the Straight Shooters, and reason being is because you know we're sitting here. It is January thirty first. It is a Thursday before the Super Bowl, and we figured, what could we do for like a special Super Bowl episode? Because we've done in, in the past, we talked about like kind of like football's uh, relationship with wrestling, as far as like how many WrestleManias we're at the Super, we're at the like Super Bowl stadiums and whatnot, mm-hmm. and we kind of done stuff like that in the past. I think it was uh, two years ago we did an XFL episode because it was yeah. Super Bowl week, um, <laughs> tied it into wrestling somehow. So we've done some things here in the past. We did a live commentary halftime heat one time, which was fun. Yeah. Uh, which they're bringing awesome. back. What, yo, I marked out for that. When I saw that, yeah. dude, I was like, yes. It's about yeah, time they did that again. So we'll probably live commentate that at some point just because. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's weird because this, you know, just a year ago this time, we were all getting hype for the Super Bowl because the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. And I just so happened to be working for the team at the time. I was not even three months in. And we were out in Minnesota free- freezing. <laughs> just oh. cold as hell. <laughs> then it's cold as hell now. Right. But, yeah, it was a much different time last year because we were all hype. I mean, we were all Eagles fans. Now, of course, I worked for the team. So we all grew up in the area or grew up in the city, rooting, for, you know, bleeding green, rooting for the team. So it's a weird wrestling connection because we did win the Super Bowl, as you probably all know. And then I got a Super Bowl ring because this is what happens when you get you win a championship. You're part of an organization that wins the Super Bowl. You get a ring. And we got the ring at a historic wrestling venue so that ties in with blue meaning because we got the ring at the what is now known as a 2300 arena but of course it is known probably i guess around the world as the ecw arena and meaning you had many a nights many a time at the ecw arena so before we kind of go into my time there talk a little bit about you know what the building means to you 
I mean, it's the uh, most famous corner in uh, in the in the world of wrestling. Uh, the corner of Swanson and Rittner Street there in South Philadelphia. And uh, I mean, I you know, we're all Philly guys here. We're all deep rooted in uh, Philly history. And uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the building started out as like a, a mummer's clubhouse uh, with the South Philly Vikings and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I started wrestling in a promotion called, well, I did start wrestling there, but I made my bones in a promotion called ECW, which uh, was originated out of, the, out of there. And it was founded by a wrestler named uh, Johnny Hotbody. Cause at the time ECW was running all these little sports bars and uh, community colleges and stuff like that. And, Johnny Hotbody brought Todd Gordon along to the Viking Hall and said, "Hey, this would be a great place for you know a wrestling show." And and then they start running shows there in like '93. So um, you know, I I started going there as a fan. Uh, you know, I was a huge fan of ECW. Uh, I mean, wrestling in general. I've been a fan since 1982. But then uh, as time went on, I I, I went and start, you know, chasing my dream to become a professional wrestler. Uh, and, you know, there's something about ECW, there's something about that building that drew, drew me back because I lived in Lima, Ohio for like a year and I was scheduled trip home. You know, I still missed home, so I would come home and see my parents. But I just so happened to wink, wink, schedule my trip home around whenever there's a show at the ECW arena. <laughs> so I would go... I would go home, see the folks for a week. At the end of the week, I'd go to I'd drive from Atlantic City to Philly to see an ECW Arena show, and from the ECW Arena show, drive straight back to Ohio. Uh, and then you know, flash forward, I you know I start making the rounds, and I become a member of ECW, and I debut, and I kind of the, the beginning, the, the the opening steps to make make a career for myself in the twenty three hundred slash ECW Arena was November to November 96 when uh, Steve Richards brought me into the ring to be his sidekick. And the coolest part about that was, you know, uh, you know, I was playing a member of the crowd at the audience and he brought me over the rail and just the, that simple act of me getting out of my seat, hopping over the rail and going to the ring was kind of like my baptism into the, the world of wrestling and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so this the, not only you know all these years later, I've I've had so many ups and downs, and I've spilled so much blood in that building. And you know, there'd be times we were running wrestling shows, and we we're going head to head with the Eagles. So you know, <laughs> you know, guys like John Finnegan would be bring a TV to the the locker room, and we'd be we'd be watching playoff games at ECW locker room. So it kind of goes hand in hand because we're you know. Most of the locker room was Philly guys, you know. Of course, we, you know, the New York, you know, crew started migrating down and stuff like that. But you know, anytime the Eagles were in the playoffs, you know, whether it was ECW or when I was running three PW shows there, we had the Eagles games on in the locker room while we're watching, while we're having our matches as well. Uh, so, <laughs> flash forward, and then, you know, the Eagles go on this miraculous run in 2017. And I think the thing that made it, so special was the fact that nobody anticipated it. Nobody, not not one single fan, Eagles fan went, yep, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. It's like, <laughs> this came off a 7-9 season. Like, ah, you know, we're going to the second year, and, you know, hopefully it gets a little bit better. You know, I always say, you know, with a new coach, you got to give them five years. But in the second year, they just exploded and went on this miraculous Win that, like you really don't want to say anything out loud because you're, as a Philly fan, you're <laughs> you're, you're afraid of jinxing. You're something. just ready for disappointment. Yeah. Like you just prepare yourself. Yeah. For that. If you say something, and something goes wrong. You blame yourself. I don't know what <laughs> bearing that has on the game, but <laughs> as Philadelphia sports fans, that's what we do. We think we have a direct connection. You know, if I if I don't stand like a certain way during the game, oh, if yeah. I happen to move my arm <laughs> and they miss a kick, oh my god, I ruined the game. So, uh, you know, Flash, you know, they win the Super Bowl. Uh, we have this great party on Broad Street. And then a few weeks, a few days later, uh, we finally got the Super Bowl parade. And it was the most surreal thing. But then, you know, uh, time comes and, you know, they're going to have, you know, during the summer, they're 
having the uh, the ring ceremony. And it, it, you know what? I live, you know, five minutes from the ECW arena. And uh, I pass there every morning, you know, <laughs> where I'm going to, get my, going to get my coffee. And I start, start seeing them erecting the structure <laughs> on the outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into it. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, but like from my perspective yeah. on the outside, I'm just like, huh, I wonder what the what's going on there. <laughs> are they expanding the uh, did they buy that land? Are they expanding the building? What are they right. doing? Beginning, you know? The beginning stages of AEW. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, you know, you know, this this big structure's there and uh one day I'm out and about and then uh Mrs. Meany, uh my crazy is like I think something's going on at the arena tonight. There's <laughs> cops walking off the streets and all yeah. this stuff. And then, uh, you know, I'm like, hmm. And then, like, I just happened to be watching the NFL Network. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we're here tonight at the Eagles ring ceremony, that place that used to be the ECW arena. You know, they'll be giving out Super Bowl rings tonight. And uh, hopefully no chairs will be thrown or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, and, like, me, like – now, I'm a huge Eagles fan. Referee uh, John Fig is a huge ECW. I mean, duh. He's a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. And we're both like, I can't believe this. They're having this Super Bowl <laughs> ring ceremony in the ECW arena. So, uh, I mean, when you found out about this, uh, what was your reaction to, like, like how, how far along did you know? Well, here's the thing. I was going to break it all down, break it down the timeline real quick. But, yeah. uh, Nick, just talk about the ECW arena and what it means to you as a as a Philadelphia wrestling fan. Man, the one the one thing I regret in in my life as a wrestling fan, it's never getting to the ECW arena to watch an ECW show. The first time I ever went was the first Extreme Rising show. Uh, yeah, I think it was oh, 2013 man. or 2014. Yeah, so that was crazy. Just, just being there, if it, it was special to me, but. Man, I had friends that that were in high school and, and and grade school that were going to the ECW shows, and I'm like, man, if only like I latched onto them, you know, years prior, maybe I could have been part of that group that went there. But like Meanie, I've been I've been a wrestling fan forever. So the early '90s, like 1990s, when I started watching. So 1993 is when I first saw the ECW show, uh, the first. Uh, ECW show on WGTW or it was 94 or one of those years, but I didn't really start watching every week until maybe 1996, early 1997. So I was like, man, I didn't, it didn't even hit me that like I was so close to that arena. You know, I was, I used to live in Philly. I moved to South Jersey when I was six years old. So you know, I never, you know, my parents weren't going to take me to the ECW arena to watch, you know, all the stuff they saw me watching on TV. And I didn't, I didn't have, you know, friends that were into wrestling. So my, my experience of the ECW arena was through the television every Saturday night. And, uh, you know, I, I also regret not, I wasn't able to order barely legal, the first ECW pay-per-view that took place at the ECW arena because my parents wouldn't let me, but you know, I get it. You know, I understand where they're coming from. I turned out fine and he turned out fine. Bond turned yeah. out fine. So, uh, you know, it's just my, I just, my biggest regret is not getting there for an ECW show, but I love watching the old episodes. I remember everything of when I first watched it, the first ECW show I watched from beginning to end was when Shane Douglas came back, I think in 1996. Uh, and I was like, wait, that's, that's Dean Douglas. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> so, WWF you know, wrestler. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait a second. So, uh, definitely sure. like, it was, <laughs> right. some of the, yeah, it was some of the greatest wrestling and seeing how WWF at the time and WCW incorporated some of the stuff from ECW into their programs. It was like, wow. Like I, w- I almost felt a part of that, even though like I had nothing to do with it. I'm like, wow. Like, I know what they're trying to do. We saw a lot of the ECW guys move on to the WWF and WCW and, you know, have good careers. Some didn't, some did, but man, it was like the coolest thing to just know, know those guys from their ECW days. And uh, like I said, biggest regret is not getting there before 2013, but uh, you know, that it's kind of like what, how, what the ECW arena means to me. Yeah. So for those who aren't from Philly, Oh, go ahead, Meanie. 
No, to kind of expand on what he's saying, it's like people always talk about the ECW crowds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I always related to being a Philadelphia sports fan. I was like, you know, this, the same fans, everybody goes, oh, well, they booed Santa Claus. Well, those are the same people who are sitting in the crowd at the ECW arena. <laughs> we were uh, a passionate fan base, uh, very blue collar, very knowledgeable up, up, upon, you know, what sport we like. I still consider wrestling a sport, too, because, I mean, it just hurts. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. between wrestling, hockey, football, you know, baseball, we, we knew, you know, Philadelphia, we knew – our stuff. We did our research. We, we were passionate. You know, we listened to the sports radio all day. We read the newspapers and now with the internet and all that stuff. And now with, you know, fantasy, you know, football, that all bled over into our pro wrestling, you know, and, you know, wrestlers would be surprised when you come into the ECW arena and fans would know your history before you even, you know, set foot in the ring. And not to mention, you know, for the ECW arena shows, fans would start tailgating at 9 a.m. because they wanted the best seats. The best seats, you know, they, they would have to, you know, sit out there with their lawn chairs at 9 a.m. Show didn't start till 8. <laughs> you know, they might might have let you in at 7.30. So it's just like going down to the vet, you know, for a Phillies game or an Eagles game. And we're now with the link and, you know, Sisters Bank Park and stuff like that. So our, 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 the wrestling crowd at ECW was just like, you know, the an Eagles you know crowd or a Phillies crowd or a, a Flyers crowd. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I was replicated. I was kind of equated to like the home team. ECW was the home team, and you rooted for the home team, and you had that passion for that home team. You you wanted that home team to succeed, and of course, on February fourth, twenty eighteen, the home team we did it, baby, we got it all. Yeah. And we had a hell of a time celebrating for like the whole off season. Man, <laughs> I got goosebumps after you said that. Like I still feel it. It's, it's right. still it's surreal. Still kind of surreal to think about because it's still kind of fresh because it's not even a year ago yet. But like. That the, the whole off season was essentially a magic carpet ride for us within the organization, and we could, we could really do no wrong. Uh, anything we post on social media, everybody loved it. Yay! Like it didn't matter what it was. <laughs> like we literally posted for the, for the first round of the draft. We put um we put just a, a sixteen minute loop of the Super Bowl trophy for like the first round of the draft because we didn't pick it till thirty two. <laughs> Why was that? Because we won the Super Bowl. So That's it was like we literally put the Super Bowl trophy up as a live stream and and. It did great because everybody loved it because it was the Vince Lombardi trophy. But um, yeah. So the, the, whole, the whole Eagles uh, social media team was on fire that whole season too. You know, it's like you know, it just it just the clips. There would be a, there was a like a five minute clip of Timmy Jernigan just sitting <laughs> on the bench, and it was like me waiting for next week's Eagles game. It's just him sitting there like this, chilling out, and then like the you know, I think it was from the. Uh, the LA Chargers game, yeah. And the crowd starts chanting, "Let's go Eagles!" And he turns around, it's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> it's like, whoever runs the Eagles social media page is brilliant. Yeah, we, got a, we got so a, that whole team was a, we got a team of people who who pitch in in every way they can. Very talented people. Uh, so that that's the, that's something that happened before I even got there. So uh, a lot of the stuff you know we did, of course, I've had a hand in or you know helped out or posted or whatever and it's like i said a lot of people have hands in it and we got a lot of talented people as far as social media videographers editors the whole nine writers so um yeah we got one of the biggest digital teams in the league uh if not the biggest so yeah we had an army of people putting a lot of that stuff together and um so yeah thank you for that compliment uh i'll tell them i saw the boys back in the pit as we call it uh (laughs) in regards Um, well here's the funny here's the funny thing because like during that whole 2017 ride into, into the Super Bowl and then post-Super Bowl, you know, every Friday I, ha- I have a buddy, Donnie, that, you know, me and Mrs. Meany hang out with him and his wife, and uh, they would be like, oh, so we're watching the Super Bowl again? I'm like, and we're like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, why not? <laughs> they're like, he already saw it. It's like, I know. It's like that scene in Wayne's World where they're, you know, they're putting their order into the food. They're like, you're eating the same thing again? They're like, yes. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. So, I mean, I was like, I may never feel this thing again. I don't know. I don't know what. The, I didn't know how it. I didn't know how to act. So, yeah, right. yes, we, I, I watched. The, I think I've watched the game in every incarnation between, you know, uh, NBC's version. I went and wa- I found the the BBC's version. Oh, I wow. got like, uh, <laughs> I got the mic'd up. Got the turning point. You know, the NFL yeah. versions. I've I've watched it like the Zapruder film. You know. 
Yeah, so like I said, magic carpet ride. And of course, when you win a Super Bowl, for those unfamiliar with sports or not familiar with how kind of things are happening here, um, in at least in American sports, because you might have international listeners, when teams win championships, they typically get a massive gaudy ring like you see here. Well, you can't see it because it's only on Patreon, but I'm wearing it right now. Blue Meanie and, and Nick McCone can see it. Uh, if you're, if you can Google it if you want, uh, just know if the pictures won't do it justice, it it's heavy. Uh, and and we these things have gotten bigger and just gaudier over the years. They're unbelievable. It takes up literally like my whole finger. So it's not just the players that get these rings, though. People in the organization get these rings too. But you're not totally sure because you know, again, you don't want to jinx it. You don't want to just assume, oh, I'm getting a Super Bowl ring. So it wasn't like <laughs> I can tell you, we talked about it a little bit, but it wasn't like a guarantee. Like we just like, oh, okay, we're probably going to get one. Do you think we're going to get one? I think so. Like, but we won't, we're not sure. And of course, again, you don't want to jinx it. You don't want to just over talk about it. But on April 24th, we get an email that says you go, you're getting Super Bowl rings and you want to get size for them. Like this is the time and the place you're going to get size for them. I think it was the next day that we got the email and we got size for them the next day. So that's when it's like official. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> like getting, it's real now. Like it's now happening. we got to talk about it's it. Happening. Right? Now we can talk about it with certainty. That had to be amazing. It's just, it's crazy. And, and everybody in the organization is getting size, including like the players. They got uh, size in another part of the building, but everybody else got size in pretty much in the same room, including like Merrill Reese, which is like you're standing next to Merrill Reese as he's getting his size for his Super Bowl ring. He, you know how long he's waited for that? Mm. And who Merrill deserves Reese it more than Merrill Reese? Of God. Right. He's yeah, a treasure. He's, really, he's a Philadelphia treasure. And here he is getting measured for his Super Bowl ring. It's like surreal. We even took a picture of him, put it on social media because we know that everybody loves Merrill. And how could you not appreciate the fact that he's getting a Super Bowl ring? So we you get sides with the rings, and that's crazy because even the rings that you get sides with, it's like big and gaudy, and it's like, damn, I'll, take, I'll just take this. <laughs> you know, like, but, you know, the, the ring that you're going to get, obviously. But um, but we, even at that point, this is April, we didn't know where it was going to be. I would say the tippy top of the organization knew because they were planning it. But no one at my level knew anything. We didn't know nothing. This was like T14 classified. You had to be in the inner of inner circles to know where this was. Because obviously, this is a private ceremony. We didn't want everybody to know. So if you the more people that know, the more chances of it getting leaked. And then if he you, gets leaked. You don't, want, you don't want people like me showing up. Yeah, the, whole, <laughs> the whole city shows up. And you know that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like a parade all over again. You, you just It's going to be out of hand. So we didn't find out. I'm going to say. Let me see. Let me check my email real quick and see when we actually got the invite to the actual ring ceremony itself. Got that email on May 18th. My birthday. (laughs) Right. So May 18th is when we got that invite. That's a month, about a month out. So that's not, like I said, that's not a long period of time to say, this is what it's going to be. Now, in the meantime, though, we're all kind of speculating as to where it's going to be, like how it's going to, like, we don't know. Again, this is not about. And, and I, I, sorry to cut you off, but Good. Would, in your mind, wouldn't you just think it was where you worked? Like, or no, do you thinking, guys think it would be in a special place? I'm thinking it's going to be the nicest place in the city. Okay. Like, Think of the nicest place to go in the city. That's what it's going to be. Because I can understand, like, we're NFL team. It's the first ring ceremony. It's going to be at, like, the, I was like, I heard, like, we talked about maybe it's at the Kimmel Center. It's like, oh, okay, that'd be cool. Like, well, well maybe the it's at the, right, the convention center. Maybe it's at the stadium. Like, this, we got some nice places in the stadium uh-huh. that could, it could be. And, like, but, again, don't know. And then we get the email, and it says 2300 Arena. I'm like, I got to do a double take. I'm like, wait, wait, what? did it say 2300 Arena? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is not expected. That's not where I expected it to be. And it's no knock against 2300 Arena, but we've all been there in the last couple of years, even though it's been upgraded tremendously over the last couple of years. Oh, it's absolutely. Just, it's just a big building with a big empty space right there on, on the left. When you walk in, it's on the left side where the ring usually is. It's just a big empty space. And you got the little bar to the right. You know, this is a cool bar. I drank, had a couple of drinks there myself. So it's a nice building. I love the building. It's a cool, intimate feel. But it's like it's just it's just it's like what it's going to be there. <laughs> it's like so we're, we're going to be in there. Is it like the hardcore Hall of Fame band is going to be hand out while we're there? Like 
Are we going to be seeing? Am I going to be seeing Blue Meanie's banner hanging up in the? <laughs> <laughs> am I going to see like Eddie Guerrero and Dio Balenco and Terry Funk? Am I going to see that? Like how? How? In my mind, I couldn't picture what it would even look like. I'm just like, and I'm like sitting there like astonished. None of my other coworkers like, know what it is. Do I bring a baseball bat with barbed wire? Like, like I don't know what to do. <laughs> but my coworkers like, or a football helmet with barbed wire, you know? <laughs> right. My coworkers like, what's the twenty three hundred arena? And I'm like, <laughs> and I wanted like mark out like right, like it's the ECW arena. <laughs> How could you not know? Like, but I I spared them because of course you know they don't know, you know, and they're not. You got to be a, a dire wrestling fan to know that the. Some people who watch wrestling probably don't even know that 2300 Arena is the old ECW Arena. They probably don't even equate the two because it's a different right. name. So, but of course, we're diehard. So, of course, we all know. And it was so hard for me to not say anything for a month. Yeah, I understand. Like, I wanted to mark out to everybody. But of course, <laughs> you know, keep your mouth shut. You know, don't t- like, like good fellas, don't tell your friends, keep your mouth shut, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I had to do that, but it was, it was, I'm just like in my mind, like how, what are we going to do? And then of course the day comes, beautiful day, June 14th. I'll never forget the day. And there's still, people still don't really know where it is until maybe I would say it started, word started getting out maybe in the afternoon because people started driving past 2300 arena and see like, what the hell is going on down there? And then they can see like the 20 foot tall, like bush we had that was cut as like the Vince Lombardi trophy. They're like, oh, I think something's happening there with the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, and, and the word was out. The word was already out that we were getting our Super Bowl rings that night. Like it, that wasn't really a secret. It was just where, mm. you know, the, right. the, like that wasn't like the public, the, the date was public knowledge. The venue was not until like the afternoon when we actually invited the media to come out to do like the red carpet stuff. But I don't think they even knew until like the day of, like we kept it absolute quiet right so pull up to the arena and like you said meanie the whole thing was blocked off well whole the whole block around the building yeah was guardrailed off and and, and for those who don't know the 2200 arena is like in a residential area it's like there's two blocks up mm-hmm. there's like houses and there's gas mm-hmm. stations mall so it's not like it's out of the way like the wells fargo center where there's nothing around it there's stuff around it so people can oh absolutely walk right around it or whatever. But on the block itself, there isn't much actually, you know, like it's like that IBEW place. I think it is or, or something like that. Like the union. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Union all for the, uh, the stage workers or something like that. Right. And there's South Bowl at the corner, but really mm-hmm. other than that, on that particular block, there isn't much, but a couple blocks away, there's houses and stuff like that. So we pull up in you know, on my Uber and we get out outside of the, the barricade and we see people standing outside the barricade looking like down the street, like, what's going on? What's happening? Because this stuff don't happen in this neighborhood too often. Like, <laughs> oh, know, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if, if, the, if the police have the, something blocked up from a couple blocks around, it's probably usually not a good thing. What was there a chemical spill? What's going on down there? You know? <laughs> right. That's true too. So you instantly, but I think people kind of caught on that, that it was an Eagles related event. So we, oh, me and my lady, me and my girlfriend, we got out. We was all in our, you know, shoots and dress and stuff like that. And we kind of went through the guardrail because you couldn't just walk up to this. Like I said, it's barricaded around. There's police presence. We had the whole thing perimetered off secure because, you know, rich and powerful people can do make this stuff happen. So, <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is even funnier because like uh, Mrs. Meany went shopping down at a, a couple, uh, like a block over at a store called Jomar. And she's like, I think something's going over at the arena. And she starts texting me photos. I'm just <laughs> like, oh man, that's that's got to be it. That's got to be it. And she, I think she saw some of the, uh, I don't know if it was the cheerleaders walking down the street, you know, pulling their bags and stuff like that, or you know, people walking towards there. So she she was like my eye in the sky because I I couldn't get to the area, you know, that day. But she she kept me informed as well. Yeah, it, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. We took over this neighborhood, and people in the neighborhood were like, oh, what's going on? So we we're taking up. over! <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I've been to the 2300 Arena probably a dozen times over the years. We've all been there. You know, Beanie's been there, obviously, more than us combined. But I'm used to, I'm, I'm thinking, like, it's going to look how it usually looks on the outside. So, like, the, you know, we all know it's, like, just the glass doors. There's really no windows in front on the front of it. You might see a couple cars in the street, but really, there's no there's a whole, a whole lot of people dropping up and down. It's not really like a super busy street. 
But then I walk up and I see all this, like, like you said, the construction and in, in the, in the uh, I don't want to call it the awning or whatever. We took the whole damn block. Over. We had the whole, we had the most expensive block party in history. <laughs> and, and, and the cool thing about it is like, they had like the 2300 arena had like their own color scheme on the outside. Yeah. And then next to our, next to it was an old Foreman Mills. Yeah. So what they, anyway, what I thought was actually an upgrade. The, the Eagles uh, went and painted the whole ex- exterior of the building black. Yep. So like they could put like uh you know they're nice you know uh bushes and uh you know uh the giant Lombardi trophy against the uh the building and stuff like that to the point where they they, they went and kept the exterior and then they put a nice nicer version of their logo on the outside so it went from being this, these two mixed match buildings into the something that looks actually very nice I mean, it looks much nicer now than it did then so you know, that's another cool thing that came out of this whole uh, experience as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it, we just we we spent untold millions of dollars on this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how much. Really? I don't. I'm 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 willing to bet we did. I'm, I look. I don't know that for certain. I take that back. I don't know that. Right, for right, 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 right. I'm willing to bet we did though. If I had to guess, but you look at how what we did. We had, like I said, the twenty foot tall Vince Lombardi bush. We had like carpet on the street. You like people who probably had never been there, they would never know that we were actually on the outside of the building in the street. And it's not nothing like usually out there like that. But we had carpet laid down on the street. You would you didn't your foot didn't touch asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You walk up yeah. to this, there's carpet everywhere, there's people greeting you, you get your ticket or whatever. You walk in, there's cocktail waitresses walking by, giving you stuff. There's like four bars with like any top shelf alcohol you want. My ghetto ass, I walk in there. I'm not used to this <laughs> high class stuff. I'm like, mind you, there's like bottles of Ace of Spade, there's Patron. I'm like, let me get a glass of Yingling. Because <laughs> 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 I'm just not used to this. All right. I'm not. I'm it's too that, much, you know? man. It's too much. Right. I'm just, I'm just too hood for this. I'm like, let me just get a glass of Yingling. And my girlfriend was like, why would you get a glass of Yingling here? You can literally like, have anything you want. Right, I'm just like, I just wanted a quick beer. I don't, I'm not, I didn't know. I'm like, uh, well, uh, she's like, boy, you better get something else. <laughs> 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 tonight. So I got us a couple of glasses of Ace of Speed, but uh, <laughs> but it was everything, and I'm just like, it's mind boggling. Everybody's there looking nice, of course, and stuff like that. And the main portion of it, I guess, the, the cocktail hour was the outside. We were out there for a while, actually, and then the ring part was on the inside of the 2300 arena so they finally called everyone in and we go in and the players are off they, they got to get them organized straightened out everybody else is sitting in the seats uh you know in the actual arena itself where the ring usually is that's where everything happened and i'm expecting to see again hardcore hall of fame banners none of them don't join us up you couldn't like i said you could not tell this was the same building that had Ring of Honor a couple months before, or CZW, or Chikara, or of course ECW back in the day, or CZW, or CZW or whatever. Match. Right, like, <laughs> you know, who knows what's going on backstage at those ECW shows, like, this is, <laughs> could not tell what this place was, unless you're like me or us, and you've been there, you know, untold number of times, and of course we do the ring, we do all the videos, and it's like, watching it all over again. It's like for the first time watching it. And of course, you, everybody's cheering when like the strip sack happens, when the Philly special happens. And then they say, they call up each player and coach one by one to get the ring because we had to get the ring for the players at least when like a green box. You've probably seen it online somewhere. It's got like Super Bowl champions, they got their names on it. They just had the box. Right. And they told everybody, okay, keep it in your hands. Don't open it until we tell you to open it. But all of us, our rings were under the chairs, but I didn't know that at the time because they had black carpet in there. And ours were also inside of a black box. Okay. So it blended in with the carpet. But they're like, hey, everybody, open the rings up. And I reach under my chair and I don't I don't feel nothing under there. I see everybody else is like <laughs> I see everybody else like, oh, oh, my my God, I got my ring. Oh my God. I'm like, where my ring at? <laughs> my girlfriend reached under her chair. It was under her chair because I sat in the wrong chair. <laughs> so I'm I'm reach, I was like sick for like three seconds. I was like, oh my God. maybe I gotta get it tomorrow. I don't know. I oh, I can't imagine. But then she was like, oh, here it is. I was like, oh, thank God. 
And they shot confetti off and just playing music and lights was going. And I put this damn ring up. I first you open it up. It's in a black, like, I guess, hard case. And you can see into it with, like, the glass. You open it up and lights shoot down on it from the box. And it's just like, like oh, <laughs> Pictures don't do the damn thing justice. When you see it in person, it's, like, unreal. And then you take it out, and I take it out, and I put it on. It was like I was a Thundercat. I had the power for a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, surreal type stuff. It was surreal. I don't, like, it was just, I mean, obviously, we're all fans. We're all football fans. And oh, absolutely. You're, you're a football fan. You know, like, not just because it's an Eagles championship. It's a, it means a ton. But also because it's a Super Bowl ring. Like, this is, like, history. You know, this is historic. You know just the meaning of the ring itself. It's just a piece of metal. And know that now everybody's walking around with one of these. So after I take it, would a bunch be like of the Dallas, it would have been like back in the day if the Dallas Cowboys got their Super Bowl rings in the Sportatorium or something like that. Hey, you know? that would have yeah. been <laughs> right? That'd have been crazy. You know? <laughs> Everybody was like, Jerry Jones lost his damn mind. <laughs> the same Three Birds and Devon Eriks. And all of a sudden, I, I, can, hear Mel, I can hear Mel Reese going, and over here is where the Raven crucified the Sandman with the flock. And- <laughs> <laughs> right, like, it's mind-boggling stuff, man. It's just it was surreal. But here's, here's the crazy part. We go back out after you take a bunch of pictures and stuff like that, and I get some work done because we had to – I actually saw the ring before everybody else saw it because I had to because I actually saw the pictures of the ring because we had to post it on social media. As soon as we debut it, that's mm-hmm. when we're going to put it on social media for everybody else to see. So I'm busy doing that stuff. And then we go back out into like the main like foyer of the ECW arena, and they have right then and there they have like you can pick up the certificate of like you know this is what it's worth and whatnot, and I think you could buy like other jewelry as well like for like you, you the wives and girlfriends or whatever. They also had box check. You're like, what the hell is box check? Well, everybody had their ring in a box. <laughs> Who wants to go out back out and party with this big ass box in your hand? So every box had a number on it. And he was like, oh, just leave your box here. You can come back and get it at the end of the night. And whoever thought of that is a damn genius. Wow. I would have never thought of that. Absolutely. Yep. Like, I would have never thought about having a box check. <laughs> but I wouldn't I wouldn't have either. Right. But it's like, I'm like, what? It's like this, you can just take this and I can just get it back at the end of the night. Fantastic. Because I'm gonna shake my ass all night now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's now, exactly now, are, now are any of the, the the members of the team team like uh like were they? I know some guys are wrestling fans, but like, were, 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 was there anybody from the team putting like two and two together? I don't to know. The only man? one that probably would have would have been Vinny Curry because he is a huge oh, wrestling fan. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 Vinny, I gotta give Vinny Curry's story when you when you get okay. Oh, cool. I might as well oh, say sorry. it right now. Yeah. Go so, ahead. well, I kind of gave the finish away, but uh, <laughs> there's a guy who I wrestled with in ECW. He was uh, called Lupus. He was, uh, you know, when Raven had his flock, and then the BWO broke off from the flock. Uh, he brought along this new guy named Lupus, who was a, a new independent wrestler from New Jersey. He trained at a Mike Iron Mike Sharp Wrestling School. So every day he would go to train at Iron Mike Sharp's Wrestling School. This little kid would come along on a bicycle, and you know he would, you know, you know, follow Lupus. Who's really is Ken Porter, uh, and he would go to the the wrestling school to watch Lupus train at Iron Mike's, and this became like a thing. You know, time goes on, he would go to watch him wrestle, all this stuff. You know, flash forward all these years later, Ken Porter, who's like a diehard Eagles fan, you know, realized that that kid that grew up was like Vinnie Curry playing for the Eagles. So Vinnie Curry was this little kid riding along on his bike, became friendly crazy. with Ed awesome. Porter from ECW, who at the time was just starting to training and followed his career. And like Kent Porter, aka Lupus, was Vinnie Curry's like favorite wrestler to go see <laughs> in the area because Vinnie Curry's from Jersey as well. So right, he's from Neptune. You know, I, yeah, I ran into. Uh, here's a funny story. I I I become obsessed with buying Eagles Super Bowl shirts, right? So I was like, I'm going down to, I told us, me and Mrs. Meany went down to the stadium to go to the store to get to, you know, get a t-shirt. I go to open up the door and there's a guy coming out. I go, all right, buddy, I got you. You know, you know, let him come on out. The guy's not budging. 
and we like lock eyes. Or I'm like, this is like the weirdest standoff. <laughs> and I realized it's my buddy Ken, aka Lupus. So uh, he's like, hey, me, Mimi, uh, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, I'm just going to cheer. What are you doing here? He's like, I'm getting a photo with the Lombardi. I went, what? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? So I, I sound like Merrill when you know didn't overturn oh, that when they had, had the fumble. You know oh, what? Man. What? But what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what? So oh, I was like, man. hey man, uh, he's like, I have a plus one. I went, get out of here, right? And I'm going there to buy an eagle shirt. I'm not wearing an eagle shirt, so I bought an eagle shirt. At, you know, the, the specifically wear. You know, for this opportunity to go up and get a photo with the Lombardi and. You know, a plus one became plus two because it was me and Mrs. Meany. So we're we're going up, and just anticipation, man. I felt like it felt like a Christmas story when you know Ralphie's waiting to you know meet Santa Claus. You know, <laughs> what am I going to do? How am I going to pose and all this right. stuff? And we all go up. We go, you know, take the group shot with it, and uh, it was just like one of those perfect things you, you didn't plan on doing, but it just somehow worked out because. You know, when the Phillies won in 08, I was like, I got to get my photo with the trophy. And eventually I, I did, but I was like, man, how am I going to get my photo with this Lombardi? And I'm just like scheming different ways of like, how can I get, you know, get over there? Let me, let me see if they're selling tours on like Ticketmaster or whatever. Let me, I got to get my photo with the trophy. And, and just a random trip to the stadium to buy a t shirt turned into an opportunity to get a photo with the Lombardi trophy. And then I ran into my buddy Kent, who I had seen a few years. And then Kent tells me the story about Vinnie Curry. He went, went for the Wentz pop. Oh, actually, you know what? We we went there for the Carson. We went there for the Carson Wentz pop because I, I wanted to buy a Carson Wentz Funko pop. Which turned <laughs> I, me, I didn't even know we had which those. It, yeah, which they didn't have. So it turned into me <laughs> buying the shirt, put the shirt on to take a photo with the Lombardi trophy. Mrs. Meany just. Uh, you know, uh, reminded me because I've been hitting the head so many times. Sometimes my stories get a little blurry. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I eventually get the I got the I get the one's Funko pop behind my head here. But it's just like another instance of how the Eagles and you know the wrestling world, ECW wrestling world, came together on, on another day. You know, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. But yeah, I think Vinny would be like he was. A, I know he's a diehard wrestling fan. Like he would go to WrestleMania like every year. He probably yeah. still does. So uh, he he probably. I, I know. Anytime Raw was anytime Raw was in Philly, Vinny was like front row at Raw, and they put mm-hmm. the camera on him. You know, Vinny oh, yeah. Curry, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. So he he was always there, and he, he probably knew. I wouldn't be surprised if he knew, but a lot of people that I work with did not know. Uh, I'm. I mean, you know, I, plus you're not there to worry about wrestling. You're there about you just look at this ring and let's party. So it's probably the deferred thing from your mind. But uh, yeah, it was it was just. Uh, it was really nice. We had we had a good time too, boy. Like that. I don't know how other ring ceremonies go, because I've never been to other ring ceremonies. <laughs> but I'm willing to bet we had the most lit one. <laughs> like I'm I just it, it was totally the most Philly thing to do. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, Philly's never been a conventional city, you know. So we we do things a little bit different. So to have your Super Bowl ring ceremony in the world's most famous, you know. Former bingo hall, the ECW arena. Why not? Why not? And we turned that thing into like an immaculate palace, palatial even. Like you would like people who probably went there that one time they've never been there, probably look think it looks like that all the time. And mm. no. <laughs> and it's not like it's bad. It just doesn't look like you guys, that. You guys definitely put you definitely put lipstick on a pig. So <laughs> it look great. Yeah, we, uh, we we dialed it up to the nth degree, man. Meek showed up, Rick Ross showed up. People was dancing with the Lombardi Trophy. It was it was a good time, man. People was popping champagne everywhere, and yeah, I probably stayed to the to the very end. <laughs> I know some people left I, early because we still had to go to work the next day for some reason. I don't know why that was the case. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that's a bummer, but hey, I guess it's a small price to pay for. Uh, oh yeah, you know that that experience, man. Yeah, easily one of the probably. I'm, oh, I know it is the best part I've ever been to in my life. That's why I got to do it again, man. I know some people after the Super Bowl they was like, oh. You know, have Eagles fans lost their edge? You know, nah. it's, you know, you, nah, you, there's nah. a story in Philly.com or whatever, like uh, yeah, talked yeah. about it and stuff like that. Always, oh, is I'm not as much as an Eagles fan anymore. Are you crazy? Who wouldn't want to parade again? Like oh, that's absolutely. like a drug. I got, I got. Like, I mean, I, I'm not like no, I've I'm never been like 
I've never been like had like thousands of people cheering for me in my life, but I could I've never understood how that could be like an addictive drug for like celebrities or athletes or even wrestlers, right? We hear about that. Oh, that 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 adulation is like a drug. But we had the parade and people don't even know who I am. And they're like, You're awesome, man. And there's thousands of people doing that. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just got here. But that is like a drug and that that adulation. And then of course the whole ride up until training camp essentially is like everybody loves you. That's a that's I want that every year. Like I don't mm-hmm. want a year to go by without us winning a Super Bowl. Of course it didn't happen this year. But yeah, let's do that again. Let's do that all the time. Oh, I love having a parade down Broadway. Are you crazy? Like that was Yeah, so it was it was great. Uh, I, there's no such thing as too too many times to win a Super Bowl. So that's Patriots. I mean, hell, we, we, yeah. We, yeah, right. I mean they, they just, you know, expect to be at the uh, Super Bowl every year. They're probably, you know, it's probably like, oh, 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 um, another yeah. Super Bowl, another championship in Boston. Oh, uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go next year. Maybe I'll go next year. I'll those poor, year. those poor yeah. suffering fans. Yeah, but like, yeah, we even went to the orchestra. The, the, the Eagles had the, the orchestra night over at the uh, the Man Music Center where they showed the Super Bowl, the season highlights with the. The orchestra, that was, you know, even a, a cool event to go to. And, you know, Jason Kelsey and uh, Mr. Laurie came out with the uh, Lombardi and stuff like that that night, too. And, you know, at the end of the night, you know, uh, Jason Kelsey plays the saxophone uh, mm-hmm. along with the, uh, you know, the, uh, the the chorus. And they play the, uh, the Eagles fight song and stuff like that. So, I mean, the celebration went on, like, all summer. Yeah, you know, all the way up until the Hall of Fame, you know, when Brian Dawkins got put in the Hall of Fame that I summer. Think, I don't think fans kind of stopped celebrating until like week two. <laughs> like, yeah, I think fans are celebrating even after the Falcons win. I think yeah. we went to play Tampa and we lost to Tampa, and it was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're in the regular season now. Like, let's. Yeah, I think in the fans' minds are like that. I'm saying the players are like that because, of course, they're in the game. Uh, I focused. definitely that was definitely my mindset. Right, like even through training camp, the preseason. Oh, who cares? We only got five points. Against, we didn't get any points against the Browns. Or I think we lost five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, oh, well. <laughs> right, whatever. And in my like, mind, I'm just like, oh, it, oh, it's just preseason. Exactly. Just, yeah. What that happened yeah. any other year? People are losing their minds, right? They are, yeah, but yeah. 2018. I was like, ah, whatever. And then we, of course, you know, won the Falcons game. And this, that, of course, when you that opening night, you have the banner, you got the, they bring the trophy out. We're celebrating with the trophy and all that. You get the patch on the jersey. So you're still kind of celebrating the fact that you are a Super Bowl champions, even though you got a game to play. So even that still yeah. carry over, carries over to that game. So I would say, like I said, the party really kind of didn't stop until like week two. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So from February 4th to like whatever week two was, that day was in September, was when we just kept partying and it, it was a hell of a ride and a hell of a fun summer off season in Philly uh, after the Super Bowl. And like I said, let's do that again. I want to do that every year. That parade was unbelievable. I, I, th- I think we have a good chance going to the next season just because, you know, after with the Super Bowl and Carson's injury, you know, you think back, you know, to his first season, and he didn't have a kick. he didn't learn the offense until six days before the kickoff because they traded Sam Bradford. You know, uh, Carson was going to be a, a redshirted third string quarterback, and then all of a sudden he thrusts it into the starter role six days before you know the season opener. So that year they go seven and nine. Well, you give Carson went a full off season to learn the offense. You know, he has all his wide receivers come out to North North Dakota. You know, they're hanging out. You know, they're getting familiar with each other. And then, like, to have a regular priest and a regular, you know, uh, you know a regular offseason at the, at the facility. And they're, you know, and, and he's, they're, they're bonding. Where, and then they win the Super Bowl. And they, well, Carson gets injured to have the Super Bowl. And then in the whole offseason, when, you know, Carson's supposed to be training and having this offseason, he's rehabbed. Thing. He's not, yeah. you know, really, you know, studying the book. And like, if he's doing anything, he's having split snaps with Car- with uh, with Nick Foles. And then, like, there's this whole distraction of Nick, you know, Nick versus Carson. You know, who's going to be the starter? And people asking questions uh, is, you know, when who's going to be the starting quarterback week one? So there's so many distractions in off season. Now that this season has passed, I think we can get back to just having Carson having a, a normal off season yeah. like he did preseason, you know, 2017, 
to where he could get back to his regular routine and, you know, and, you know, getting familiar with the offense, getting familiar with his receivers and stuff like that, to where I think they're going to have a lot more success next year. Yeah, I, I said it when we lost the Saints, and it was just like, man, it's been a long year. Like, you think about it. It felt, it, felt like, it felt like three seasons in one. Yeah, it felt like even we come back to postseason from last season, and it kind of it felt like all that was like one season from postseason into this season. Of course, like you said, it's been a roller coaster ride and whatnot. So yeah, it was just a long season. When you win the Super Bowl, even though it's a it's fun, but you don't have a lot of downtime because everybody wants a piece of you. And of course, right. if you're a player, I mean, every player's got like appearances and they got like Banquet. charity events. Right, like they got, they're getting pulled from all kinds of directions. So I can imagine what it's like for them to be on the football field for like OTAs, probably like peace and quiet because everything else is like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna interview there, we want to have a signing here, and they're taking advantage. Don't get me wrong, like they're 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 liking it too, but it's a lot. So uh, it's just you know you just it's like whew, man, it's it's a lot, but that's it, the that's how it is when you win a championship. Yeah, and it wasn't any other particular football season where oh the best team you know was healthy the whole year and won the title man they had to deal with some adversity last year their Carson Wentz went down everyone kind of wrote them off and I kind of understood it I'm like I mean no I didn't see Nick Foles you know taking the Eagles to the Super Bowl but man like just it, it was nothing could have been more storybook than the end of that season where everyone was counting them out every single game and they found a way to win and even in the playoffs. So um, it kind of, you know, I, you come full circle with the ring ceremony being at the, 20, the old ECW arena. It's funny how, you know, yeah, there was a lot of underdog wins. I think Mikey Whipwreck won the ECW title <laughs> at the ECW arena. So like, hey, yep. that's like a, that's an underdog story. So, you know, it's, it's ECW funny is an underdog you, story. Like ECW has yeah, a emotional yeah. underdog story. Yeah, so it, it, it's, it just made – you look back now, you know, we're in January 2019, and you look back to 2018, it was like it was meant to happen. So, somehow, some way, all that stuff happened, and uh, it, it's just amazing, and we're never going to forget that. And that's, that's like the most important part. And I, I didn't think I was ever going to see that. And man, like now part of me kind of wishes we could rewind one a year so I could relive that because uh, it was honestly the best. I uh, love the Phillies when they won in 2008, but man, this one was way more. It, I think it meant more uh, to me based on uh, kind of everything that was going on surrounding it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Just, yeah. It's it's not like you know in uh, you know with the Phillies, it's not like you know they have their you know we like you know with football we have the Cowboys fans going oh we got our five rings and all this yeah. stupid stuff <laughs> and then you remind them we actually had three championships before this and they're like yeah but that's not the Super Bowl I was like so uh, <laughs> by your lo- by your logic Bruno Sammartino was never a world champion because they changed the name to <laughs> WWE right they named it. The <laughs> It went from WWF to WWE, so he's he's not champion. No, the Eagles are you know a four time champion, a, a four time champion, including the Super Bowl. So, but in baseball, you know, I mean, there's there was no way in our division, you know, going oh, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, the fact true. that the Eagles the Eagles got a Super Bowl under the belt, and it, it, you can just put all those, you know. You got no Super Bowl memes to bed, you know. Put them in your recycle bin on your computer, you know, Dallas fans, and uh, you know, just uh, we got a monkey. We got a huge monkey off our back with that win, because mm-hmm. that, that was just like every heartbreak was washed away, you know. When you think of, you know, when you think of Rondy Barber running back yeah, to touchdown on the last game in the bed, you, mm-hmm. you think of Donovan getting shot against Carolina. You know, you think of Donovan getting cheap shot against Carolina where they broke his ribs. and You think of every horrible loss that happened to us, and we were the ones actually, you know, dealing out the, the, the losses to other teams was 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 magical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, like I said, it's, it's a special thing. Uh, you know, if you're not a big sports fan, just know it's, here in Philly, I mean, it, it was it meant everything here in Philly. And the whole – Right, leading up to this, you know, getting this ring right here in at the at the ECW arena, like how that's just still crazy. And, and like 
I don't know what went into that. Like I said, we didn't even know where it was until like the like until we had to know. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know what went into choosing the venue. Uh, is Roger Artigiani still running uh, 2300? Oh, yeah. Roger so, like, still runs it. So, like, how, like <laughs> who talked to Roger to kind of get the book <laughs> the venue? Like, it's just, I don't know how, how that all went down. I'm glad it did go down that way. I'm glad I could, I, I can say that I got my, as a, as a, as a full-blown mark of wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> I got my Super Bowl ring at one of the most historic venues, wrestling venues in the world. You know who else can say that? Like, <laughs> it's 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 a, it's a true honor actually to be able to say that. And uh, yeah, it's just I don't know what else to say about it. It's just it's really surreal to even think about to this day. You know, like oh, I said, it's very I, poetic. I'm yeah. trying, man. I try. It's just um, it's poetic. You know. It's, uh, <laughs> You know, the underdog, yeah, I mean, we were the under, underdogs all last year throughout the playoffs, and East W was the underdog company. Right. And then, you know, I can think back to when East W was under first ever pay-per-view, uh, Barely Legal, which was in that building, and stuff like that, and everything that led up to that, and is it going to happen, and all this stuff. And then when it finally happens, and, you know, our pay-per-view goes off the air with, like, 30 seconds left, you know, we were almost <laughs> off the air TV-wise, and then... You know, ten seconds after you know the finishing of you know the pay per view, the generator blew in the building. So if you know the timing hadn't worked out for that pay per view, you know the world wouldn't have seen our you know uh, you know seen the finish of the pay per view. So there's so many cool underdog stories of that building, and then just to have the underdogs of the uh, 2017 you know 2018 playoffs, you know get their their just due in that building is just it ties everything together really nicely. Yeah, so you know we could talk about this for hours. I'm pretty sure. Oh, but... absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> we're not gonna hold me up I'm all sure night. We'll have more. Yeah, we're not gonna talk, hold me up all night. Uh, for, well, I mean, let me go through the ring specs real quick because I know people probably like what 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 is this ring all about? Well, I'll be glad to tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ten carat white gold, two hundred and nineteen diamonds, seventeen green sapphires. And on the inside, it has the scores to every game uh, in the playoffs. And just so people know, I know some people, some teams, they get like when they win the championships, like the players get one, the, the best quality ring, and the staff gets like a lesser quality ring. We got pretty much the same ring as the players. The only thing difference is that their ring has on the inside, it has a dog mask, and then it has their signature on the inside, and I think their number on the side. Uh, Outside of that, the metal and all the diamonds, all that stuff is all the same. So we we, we were lucky enough, fortunate enough to work for a very generous uh, owner who was like, everybody gets a nice ring. Like, yeah. yeah. Now, of course, the taxes on that, kind of expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just I can imagine. I just paid that off. Just finished paying that off at the end of, the, at the end of 2018. But <laughs> it was worth it. Trust me. It was yeah, worth yeah. it. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, so, yeah. So this is this is a real deal thing here, and, and of course, you know, hopefully we get another one next year. But uh, in the meantime, between time, Meany, again, thank you for joining us. You lent a uh, a very great perspective to this show because, again, of your history, personal history with the venue, the ECW Arena, and all the time that you spent there wrestling and watching wrestling. Like you said, the the blood you spilled, the sweat you sweated. I don't know how else, whatever verb you can say with sweat. <laughs> Sweated words, right? Sweat, sweated, whatever. (laughs) But the the memories you you gained, the friends you have, you know, (laughs) that you gained, and the memories you have in there. So you you can talk about this venue, unlike most people can, uh, and especially in an eloquent way that you can. Uh, But thanks again for joining us. Tell people out there where they can find you on the social media and the interwebs and whatnot. And yeah. If you want to find uh, myself, the Blue Meanie, on social media, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Meanie BWO. And if uh, you want to support the Meanie and buy some of my uh, fantastic t shirts, uh, spe- specifically the BWO shirt, which seems to be uh, the most popular shirt on the site, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie. And uh, you can get the, uh, the very. Uh, What's what's the word? Very popular blue 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 world order shirt, 
and a lot of other t-shirts that I uh, designed myself and Mrs. Meany has designed as well. So go over there, support the Meany, and uh, rock those shirts. All right. I'll vouch for that BWO shirt. My very first purchase with my own allowance money on a wrestling shirt was at the Echelon Mall in Voorhees, New Jersey, in the BWO <laughs> shirt. So uh, gotta oh, love that BWO shirt, man. That's like uh, it's amazing. It cool. still shows up on Raw. Yeah, <laughs> it still shows up on Raw and SmackDown. It's amazing. I mean, we're man, we're, we're BWO guys are like. Dude, it's 20 years. It's 20 years, and the people are still you know, wearing the shirt. It's awesome. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah no problem. Uh, you can follow me at Nick Picone on Twitter, and I am at phillyinfluencer.com and phillyvoice.com for the uh, time being. So we'll see what happens with that. And you can also follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com slash the straight shooters. Well, I'm at 1M Johnson on Twitter. Uh, I said I say usually every week that you can find me out in these streets, but it's way too cold to find me <laughs> out in these streets. So I will be in the house, <laughs> nice and warm and comfy. But yeah, at one M Johnson, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I love interacting with the good folks out there on Twitter. And of course, if you want to listen to our other Patreon exclusive, please do Patreon.com/slash/ShootersRadio. You can subscribe uh, to our content for the nominal fee of one ninety nine. And of course, you can find our regularly scheduled program on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and iHeartRadio and Spreaker and TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, and the mothership, wildfireradio.com. Of course, Nick said all the social media you can find us. You can also watch our live uh, episodes, watch our episodes live on YouTube. Uh, on you know, So check us out on there. Rate, rate, review, and subscribe to our channel. Like our videos on YouTube as well. But yeah, in the meantime, for Mr. Meany and for Nick Pacone, I'm Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening and watching this Patreon exclusive about me getting a Super Bowl ring at the world-famous ECW Arena. Until next time, we'll see you again. Peace.